Well, we've made it to episode two, so should we pull the trigger? Let's go for it. You're listening to Bean Camping with your hosts, Ben and Ant. Welcome to the virtual campfire. I didn't think that we would actually make one quite so quickly, considering it took us a year to get the first one off the ground. A year of planning. Well, not even planning, just a year of saying that we're going to do it. And here we are at episode two. So hello, everyone. <laughs> Hope you're all well. And uh, if you're coming back to join us, thank you. And if you're a new listener, stay tuned for what's coming up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when we were in that sort of year of talking about this, we, we kind of asked ourselves if we could do a podcast and it could be just really made for free like completely and i mean we've worked quite hard to be really creative with audio and and contents and obviously that's yet to come through in future podcasts but we've had a number of people that have already reviewed what we've done and given us feedback and i think I speak for both of us when we say it's really appreciated. Definitely. I um, put the feelers out and, and asked for sort of feedback on, on the first episode. And, uh, you know, it's quite positive. There's a few things that will need to just change slightly. But overall, the format was nice. Yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised, shall we say. Yeah, <laughs> Pleasantly surprised. Well, it was good to have some positive feedback, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. So the virtual campfire, I've got to say, is a lot easier than a real one. Um, I mean, to start with, you haven't got to go out and get any wood and light the fire is there <laughs> yeah we're just sat at two ends of the country pretending i guess and that's as close as we're going to get to a campfire at the moment yeah. but i mean it's dropping cold four degrees you'd need a pretty raging fire to to sort of keep going at the minute yeah. but uh for sure to sit around sit around in some of these cold evenings that i always find this time of year quite difficult because you know in the daytime it's 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 relatively warm and it's not so much that four degrees is really that cold because if you had a week of just four degrees you'd get used to it but well i think it's more if you're having a fire your face is melting but your back's freezing cold <laughs> so, you really need to light a fire around yeah. you yeah just need to sit in it i think cook yeah on the more. on the last podcast ben we we, we said that there was a few things that we were going to sort of discuss and what we we're going to do and that was our starter that was our line in the sand so one of the things that we mentioned was you know what it was you needed to just start camping now we've discussed this briefly and when i say briefly it's a few messages we're going to have to look at this from one particular perspective, but really the principle remains the same, irrespective of your style of camping that you're about to get started on. Now, with with any kind of camping, there's we think there's about five things that you're going to need. So if I run through them quickly, then we can talk about each one. You've got something to sleep under, okay? That's, that's pretty important because you've got to keep the elements off of you. You've got something to sleep in because that's pretty important because it's really cold, as we've just said, uh, and it's going to get colder still. Um, you've got to sleep on something to stop the cold another pretty important aspect and you need something to cook and drink with so there are four things the other is a kind of miscellaneous one what would you take because you've got options there and that's your get out of jail card depending on your environment that you're going in this is a real simplistic view but you know it's a real good basis we think yeah i think to expand on that the there's four constituent parts and like you say, that gives you any number of options to go anywhere, depending on the setup that you do. But the four main parts pretty much stay the same. So it doesn't matter whether you're wild camping, going to a campsite, in the back garden. Caravan. 
those yeah. four things. Yeah, or, or, or a caravan. Sleep under, but those, sleep on it, four sleep things, in it. Yeah, even, well, even in your house. Those four things remain the same. Yeah. It's the four basic principles, what you need to get out and enjoy it. And like you say, a fifth one, well, that depends on you and what you want. Um, Obviously, it's beer. Me, person. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it, liquid lunch, mate. <laughs> Don't need don't need food when you've got ten pounds. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we're not we're not talking about all the additional extras that you might need. You might you know need a, a map and compass, spare guy line, cutlery. There's there's a whole raft of things that you could pick to, to add. To put it a different way, if I was going to go in a little bit of woodland a mile away from where I live, I would there would be five things that I would be looking to take, but I probably wouldn't take a map and compass if I was just going to a friend's woodland, for example. Or I wouldn't take a map and no. map and compass if I was going in the back garden. So this is the reason why we got these principles. I I wouldn't necessarily take like a gas stove if I was going to say a friend's woodland or because I, I would probably have a small fire. Probably take more pots and pans than what I would if I was solo camping. I would probably not take any clothes either if I was going like to a, to a friend's woodland, for example. I'd just be in the same clothes all weekend because I know it chucks it down. I'll just get, get under the tarp or get in the tent or or whatever. Just it doesn't stay wet. It doesn't matter. <laughs> or 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 just stay wet, depending on on what your preferences are. Being camping. Camping and Outdoors podcast. Now, from a wild camping perspective, there's two main options, isn't there? You've either got a small tent or you've got a tarp. Yeah, or you're greedy and you've got two options and that's both, like myself and I'm sure you have as well. Well, that's true, yeah. I suppose there's a third option in which you could go uh, very wild and make your own. Yeah, or you could just get a bivy bag. Um, I know there's hooped bivvies that you can get yeah. and just chuck your mat in, chuck your bag in, get in that. You one know. of my one of my best um, nights ever was in uh, in Yorkshire uh, in a in a bivy bag, and I remember we walked about maybe 15 miles with so much stuff in the rucksacks that we didn't need, and it absolutely crucified me. But when we got to this spot, just laid up underneath pretty close to a rock face with the most amazing backdrop right beside the tarn and my friend got out his tent and I got out my bivy bag and I laid there and just looked at the stars for hours and hours and hours and it was epic that is going to be epic but again if we're going to go down the route of you've never camped before what do you need to take um, because I'm pretty sure if there's people that have camped before experienced wild campers whatever they're going to probably have all the kit, a multitude of options like like you know like you like me. There's there's a whole host of different setups and different kit combinations that depending on the situation, depending where you're going, yeah. you'll take. Yeah. Whereas if you're fresh into this and you're thinking, well, I go normal camping with the family. I'd like to actually get out there, maybe with a friend, maybe on your own, and wild camp, and you're just unsure where to start. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna for me tent don't bother with a tarp get a tent and get a small light tent. Now you might have a different sort of opinion there, but yeah. I'm very much in the tent category. I love a tent. Uh, knowing what I know now, having done what I've done, I would go for a tarp. But we're not really looking at it from that perspective, are we? 
we're looking at it from no. the perspective that you might want to just go and do uh, part of a long distance footpath or something and even not all of it just 10 miles of it and then just sort of enjoy that evening and then carry on a bit more of the walk and, and try and do sections of it in a weekend or something like that or okay so wild camping isn't permissible in in england um but if you're in scotland then it's different so you yeah we've got the right to roam haven't they so i know there's local bylaws and restrictions around like lot lomans and stuff like that but the, you know they've got the fortunate that they can just camp anywhere yeah we haven't in england anyway and, and in wales as well we haven't got that luxury no so there is a slight bit of playing the game shall we say mm. that you might do so if you haven't been wild camping before just make sure you read up on any of the laws any of the rules especially in regards to national trust properties um land that they own because they will i know they have turned a blind eye to it but i think this year has been a bit different for them Getting um, a bit tighter. with a lot of people well with a lot of people get getting uh sort of lockdown blues and stuff like that and just going out and you know, I mean, rather than go to the festival, go out and trash some scenery, you know, which is yeah. a different conversation. So well, I'm going to part that because I'm quite passionate about that and it does make me mad. So I'll part that there. But for me, it's a tent, a light tent, probably two kilos, something like that. You can get, say, mountain warehouse or go outdoors, for example, do a Fox, OEX Fox 2 or whatever it is, yeah. which is what I've got. It weighs as much as four pints of milk. It's light. It's low to the ground. It, it is. It's green. So it, it's very low profile, that. I, I remember seeing that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had all that wind and it. it held up in that. Mm. So uh, it did take a bit of a battering, but it was, it was, you know, it's it's still for a cheap tent. If you want to just have a cheap tent and, and get out there, I, I can't fault it personally. Yeah. It is not so spacious inside. You know, you, I quite like that. Not I, I quite like that. I know that it's like sitting up, and everyone's like, "Oh, I need to stand up in the tent," and I'm like, "I don't," because I no, prefer no, to lay down. No, no. <laughs> yeah, the only drawback is it holds a lot of condensation. Yeah, for for a night's camping, it just holds it all in. Mm. Um, which, if you haven't got sun directly on the tent to dry it, so to speak, you'll pack a, a damp tent, and then if you're carrying on on your journey, you'll open up. And it's damp yeah so you just need to be mindful about that my version of what you've got is a uh cobra 2 i think it is which is a tent from either the late 80s or early to mid 90s i believe um and that's the only one i've got of that size and i had it oh, i picked it up uh off of one of the marketplace style websites met some bloke in Halford's car park and gave him 20 quid for it. <laughs> I bet you did. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> but it's a really good tent. <laughs> you know. how, how heavy is that? Um, oh, I'm going to say it's a kilo and a half, 1.75 maybe. Okay, that's, yeah. Small aluminium that's poles. Pl that's plenty. I swapped out with yeah. some titanium pegs. Just to cut that bit down, uh, I mean, I have slept in it with the kids before, and it's really cozy. Not going to lie. And there's if you if you're out with a, a rucksack full of stuff, 
you've got nowhere to put your rucksack of stuff so you do need to think about some sort of rucksack cover if it's going to rain or just have a decent well that's the thing i like about the arex fox 2 i'll get my name right um the, the the side sort of so it's got you can get into it either side so it's dual access so you yeah. can get in either on the left or the right yeah and the sides peg out enough that you can stuff your rucksack up one side mm-hmm. and then effectively that's your store and you just use the other side to get in and out of yeah yeah so it's quite it's quite handy in that respect yeah i mean certainly anything more well i mean if you're gonna if there's three or four of you then You'd be better off taking a couple of smaller tents, surely, rather than like a four-man yeah, four tent. Yeah, you can't just you can't just yeah, yeah. whap up a big structure in the middle of nowhere. No, like if, if you know this this tent that I've got, it, although it is a two-man, it is a cosy two-man. Hmm. I mean, you need to be pretty good friends with the person you're going with. <laughs> like you know, you, you're going to end up spooning basically. <laughs> Oh, there's the thought. Which isn't a problem, yeah. but... Depends uh, who you, you go know, with. Mate, I, yeah, depends who you go with, you know. Okay. With that said, if you do get a two-man, split the load out so mm-hmm. one person isn't carrying, like, just the tent, split it between two, for example, you know, pegs in the outer to one person, the inner to someone else, but keep it wrapped up, you know. There's, you can get around it, yeah. Yeah, 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 especially if you're going long distance. Anyway. Yeah. So... It's agreed then. Tent. Tent, yeah. That's now, okay, can we just discuss tarps for a minute? Yeah. So tarps are fun. Tarps tarps are 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 good. They're more um, they're more fun. They are. Well, you've got a million and one different styles and things to you know, you can you can have it in any which way you want, mm-hmm. reality. Yeah, you can you can make but, your own A frame tent enclosed at one end. Um and if you've got yeah. the wind direction. Well, what the, did we I was going to say, I forgot the wind direction. When we camped that time, when, you remember when we camped and we used yeah, your yeah. your tarp? Yeah. And that was that was open-fronted, dead low on the back. Yeah. Um, and then we, we camped again. And did we use, I think we used my tarp that time because it was bigger. Yeah, you had the DD 4x4. Yeah, yes, which for two adults and a and a boy is plenty. Yeah. However, it is a bloody big bit of tarp. It's a beast, isn't it? It is a big bit of tarp. I'm not but, gonna lie. Uh, yeah. But again, we we did a different setup again. Yeah. You know, we we had it in a in a, a triangle fr- footprint with a, a line running through it mm-hmm. to 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 basically drop it down right on the back so it was solid, and we just had it open front again. Yeah. The thing I've always found with tarps is if you can cut down the draft from three sides at least, then. Invariably, yes. you're having a you having a yeah you're having a good night good sleep. night sleep. Uh, obviously, like wind direction can change, but it's the draft that always gets me. Um, yeah, but I always with a with a tarp, I always have a bivy bag anyway. Yeah, well, and that's and that's another thing. If you tarp it, you need your bivy bag. Whereas a tent, you don't need to bother with a bivy bag. No, that is true. So is there's there's a slight trade off. There's a slight trade off. So we got tent. That's agreed. Yeah, tarps are fun. They're more. They're lighter. So if you're going for a longer distance, they you are. might want to consider that. Yeah, uh, I'm not dis- I'm not saying that they're bad. Um, I like I like tarp camping. However, if I'm going with someone that hasn't been before, I will tent it just because it's more practical mm. and easier. I mean, for me, one of you know one of the things, especially with 
with wild camping is that if if you go put in a tent up somehow it's a, a, a sort of formal structure almost and um if you're in a place where not that you're not allowed to be there but people are more wary that you are there then it's probably not the best thing to do but that's how i feel about it having done it for a number of years and you're actually less invasive if you have a tarp but um you know that is down well, to the, that's down to yeah, individuals the, yeah it is the only thing i could say about the tarp is if you're on open moorland that the tarp i've got is no good for open moorland no not you know, it's, it's just, too big for starters. It's for, it's for a group of people more than... But again, you'd need to modify your walking poles and you're going to be about three foot off the floor trying to crawl into it. So mm-hmm. in that respect, if you are going to look at tarping it, get something a bit smaller, like, I don't know, um, like a two two by two or a two, two by one and a half, something like that, that you pretty much fold almost flat to the ground. Yeah. I, I really like the idea of the Australian swag bag. I know that this is a totally different concept, but they're so big and bulky uh, and they're really meant for overlanding. But of course, you know, they've got a, they've got like a sort of mattress in it and then it's enclosed within that. And in the principles, not dissimilar to like a, a, a hooped bivy bag, as you've mentioned. Yeah. And yeah. I've never stayed in a, a hooped bivy bag. Um, I quite like the idea of it. And, you know, you oh, I like of, the idea of it. I've not got one. I keep looking at them with a, as with anything, once you get into camping, you just see stuff and you think, oh, yeah, I could do with one of them. Yeah. I keep eyeing them up and I'm thinking, oh, I've got a tent, I've got a tarp. Do I need it? I've got a bivy bag. Do I need a hoop bivy bag? I mean, I... most psychologically, most people probably thinking, well, you know, I like to be enclosed. I don't want to be covered in creepy crawlies. You know, I don't want thinking that someone can come in and just, you know, be within your personal space and all that kind of thing and somehow you feel safer within a tent even though realistically it's just a piece of material um so that's, that's probably yeah, what most people are thinking mean. yeah i know what you mean i do know what you mean every so often i think you know but anyway moving on moving on yeah you haven't got a lot of space in the two-man tent i don't know how you're gonna get in a hooped bivy bag but there we are <laughs> listen listen less of that i am you'll have to cut I'm like, holes in the bottom of it <laughs> no mate i'm like houdini <laughs> get in that of any tight space mate yeah bean camping the camping and outdoors podcast sleep on it what what's your choice you've got to make a choice well this is an awkward one because this comes down to money that you're prepared to spend i think if you're going to cheap it just get a foam mat yeah agreed um i've got a blow up one that actually wonder, on the last i wonder what you were going yeah, to say you... then <laughs> what, blow, blow up what like a blow, blow up doll <laughs> <laughs> No, I've got a blow-up uh, airbed thing. Blow up. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got a Thermarest um, blow-up one. That's not the self-inflating one. It's just like fully fully blow-up. And it works pretty well. It's baffled left to right, which is a pain for a side sleeper because you roll. And I tend to roll off it rather than up and down that I find I stay on better. So that's a consideration to make. Yeah, I... 
the one I've got is, well, let's just say not the one I've got, the one I had, because the last time I went camping, it went flat. And I, could, and I, I couldn't be asked to blow it back up, so I just slept on the floor. <laughs> but then, I'm not going to lie to you, I could probably count the last few times that I have been camping, I have just slept on the floor in the tent, not had anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. For, for you, you might want the comfort. For me, I'll just suck it up and sleep on the cold, hard ground. Well, I I recently, well, I say recently, about a year ago, I purchased uh, the uh, the zig the Thermarest zigzag one, the foam mat, not the rolling foam mat, uh, but the zigzag one, and I cut the side down slightly, right, okay. and I made it three cut cut a section off so I had a kneeling mat. And uh, that meant that it could just be pushed right to the bottom of my rucksack and it fits really nicely in there. Uh, and if that's a problem, then you can undo some of the sections and make a square out of it and it pads your bag out so your bag doesn't all fold in on itself, which is a big frustration of mine when you're trying to get stuff in and out of it. Yeah. Um, that works really well. And when you want it, you just sort of pull it out. And it just comes out one big sleeve. You throw it down. It takes seconds. There's no huffing and puffing when you've just walked 10 miles and you, you're just on your chin strap anyway and you're just like i want to just sit down somewhere it's ready to go and they're not actually that expensive but the biggest point for me was that you can't pop it yeah well that's the downside of this mat that i had mm. obviously because you can pay a lot of money a lot of money you know would i think probably even the, the Arguably, the best brand would be Thermarest because I think that's what most people would recognise as the the point where the, the leading you brand, started, shall we say? Yeah, one of the leading brands, and um, I mean, you're looking at probably sixty, seventy pounds. I would have thought before you start to get into territory where you make a difference, and yeah, you can go up to like ones like the Neo Air, the insulated ones, and they're one fifty. Are they? Yeah, yeah, one hundred and fifty, one sixty, that kind of. Now, for anyone that's fresh and like, you know, looking at going wild camping, don't bother. Just get a roll mat. Mm. You know, you can just roll oh. it up, strap it to your bag. Jobs are yeah. good. And, yeah, exactly. I, I'm uh, not. Uh, then again, I'm, <laughs> I'm. I ain't even got one of them. You know, I, I couldn't. I mean, uh, we've we use the Thermarest ones. I think they're the the adventure or venture model, I think they're called. And um, in terms of thermal properties, I couldn't tell any difference between that one and a roll mat. So, yes, there's a bit more comfort with something that has a little bit more give in it. But to be honest, they're not really that comfortable. So I think it all boils down to what your threshold is. If you can sleep yeah. on cold, hard ground, then fine, you know, go for it. However, I will say when it does get real cold, you you feel it and you can feel the burn through the through the sleeping bag as well where, where only pressure points are mm -hmm. yeah yeah totally Whereas, yeah you, you know there's there's another consideration i suppose which we should mention you, you could hammock it oh yeah and now that's that's going back to tarp tent now if you hammock it you're probably going to need a tarp to go over that unless mm -hmm. the weather's really good however yeah. if you're hammocking it you need trees you or, do to tie it up so i think that's a luxury item i've got a hammock that i've not used actually got told off uh, for not using something well but... I, I mean i've got a hammock and i've slept in it i only slept in it once because it was so uncomfortable um and i modified a sleeping bag to slide over the top of it so i didn't sit there squashing all the insulation and uh, i was still freezing cold in it because 
the, the cold sort of comes from underneath you. It, you yeah, don't get well, cold we, from the top. No, you're up in you the get air, cold from you? underneath. So... Yeah. So uh, I, I, I take one with me. I've got one of the lightweight uh, hammocks that I take with me for seating arrangements, which is a bonus, an absolute bonus. If you've done a long walk, uh, you don't have to sit cross-legged. You don't have to strain your back anymore or anything like that. Um, but that isn't something I would choose to sleep on. Well, I'll take your word for it. I've got one. I haven't used it yet because, to be honest, it's a luxury item that I'd use in the garden. And occasionally, if I was going somewhere that had woods, I would probably consider using it. But you'd still need to take a tarp in case it rains. Yeah, for me, a hammock is the only time I'm going to pitch that thing is if it's in the Bahamas between two coconut trees. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> not not for you. <laughs> not for, It's not for me. No. Not for me. But again, that, that's probably one of the biggest things about camping. It, you know, there's so many different styles and ways of doing things that no one way is wrong, but no one way is right, if you, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, yeah. it's all down it, to the individual. Really de- it's dependent on the individual, exactly. Yeah. So what do we sleep in then? If we, we, we've, got, we've, we've decided we've got a tent, we've now got uh, its most basic uh, a roll mat, uh, which is by far one of the most easygoing. You don't have to worry about where you're throwing it down. You haven't got to worry about what might pop it. It's really easy to, but there's no bits to go wrong on it. You just throw it down on the ground. We've now got to sleep in something. Pipe Dream 600 all day long. <laughs> They're brilliant. Now, they are They are brilliant. Yes, 100%. Now, but, for but, anyone listening, that is a premium bag. But there's no way that you just suddenly walked into your your Pipe Dream 600. That that was a journey to get to that point, I know. Yeah, an expensive one. Um, it probably cost you more than, the, than that bag. bag. Yeah, because... Than that bag to get there. Yeah, because you start with a bag and you think that's all right, and then you think, oh, actually, it weighs an absolute... Okay, like, take, for example, that Arctic bag that I've got, okay? Um, the, the, the Army one. The Army Arctic bag. That's a heavy yeah. bag, and that will fill yeah. a rucksack. That will fill. Yeah. That, that's that's it. You put one of them that's in. Three, three kilos, and that will fill a 30, 40-litre bag. Easy. Pretty much. All day long. And even if you put it in a compression sack, it will still just bulge out. And you, you, At least it will be warm, though. They do yeah. work. Yeah, they do definitely work. And, yeah, uh, no, no problems with that bag whatsoever. However, mm. it weighs a ton. So, it's just not practical. No. So I wouldn't be recommending one of those. Yeah, they're nice, but I wouldn't be recommending you'll sleep, one. You'll sleep brilliantly because they're they're designed for for soldiers that have big bulky kit and body kit and all that sort of business on. So they're really broad, and they've got that lovely zip down the middle, which is an absolute doddle to get in and out of. Yeah, you know, that's they're 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 a great design and a great philosophy. And I think the down versions are slightly less weighty um well they will be less weighty due to their design but i don't think they're any less bulky no it's the bulk that's the big problem you it's, can forego the weight if you want to be warm yeah 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 if you, if you like but it's it's packing it once you put that like especially the rucksack i've got even like say an lk35 once that's in there that's it you've got no room There's nothing else anything else you just and the lk is a little bag. 
those LK rucksacks are like little TARDISes. You can get so much stuff in those little rucksacks. Yeah, but you can. You, 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 you can't no. get an army an army sleeping bag. Standard issue army sleeping bag, and that's all you're taking. Yeah, that's it. So probably just chuck your bivy bag in there with it, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, you're not yeah. you're not taking you're not taking anything else. You're taking two See, items. I have, I have the down bag that is the one down from yours, which is the four hundred. And I kind of wish I'd bought the 600. There isn't a lot of difference in the price. Um, no. And I kind of wish I'd gone up because when you're out there, being cold, and it is something that I really hate, is just being cold. And I get cold quite easily because unless I move fast and work hard, I don't raise my core temperature particularly easily. So I tend to sleep cold generally. But you sleep quite hot, don't you? I'm a hot sleeper, mate. Hot. Yeah. Yeah, it does not like it doesn't matter where I am. It it could be minus ten and I'll be sweating. Yeah, you you you've got the you've got a bag that will cover you like throughout winter. Well, winter's here no especially. Doubt. No, absolutely no, yeah. not a shadow of a doubt. The Park Dream Six Hundred is is a, for me a phenomenal bag. It's it's light, which is I mean it weighs just over a kilo. Yeah, so it's it's. It's really light. It packs down that is, that to... Is light. Yeah. It's probably not much... If you used to take an A4 size of paper, it's probably not much more wider or taller than that in the, in the yeah, size you, you, of you, it. That's, yeah. That's the size of a watermelon, I'd say. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a fair... A mine big, is... Mine is watermelon. Yeah, mine's, mine's a bit smaller than that. It's like a large honeydew lemon, melon, even if you want to compare yeah. it with like so you, but... you took a sheet of a4 paper and, and held them up next to each other there's not much difference in it and no. for, for me that's a big selling point the fact that it's light and weighs a kilo is a massive selling point the only thing if you're first starting out in, into this trip that you're planning wherever to go wild camping that's probably not the bag that you're going to get you're going to get something no. cheap because you just want to experience it but then yeah. what will happen is you'll have an absolute dreadful night and you'll think, oh, I'm so cold. Oh, yeah. I ain't doing that again. <laughs> I mean, but this is the thing, right? Now, of all the things that we're going to mention today, if you're going to spend any money on one thing, spend your money on a sleeping bag. Well, two that's, things. That's For my, me, the two my things. Opinion. And we won't boots, actually. A decent pair of footwear is, is where I put money. And But yeah, it's sticking on, on, the, on the theme that we're that we're running with here a, a sleeping bag is the one thing that i would absolutely spend all my money on mm -hmm. and now i have i would so, agree totally yeah completely you know i've i've spent like 100 quid on a sleeping bag and i thought oh that, that that's all right packs down small it's light dreadful night's sleep and yeah. I, I, I didn't just use it once i used it three or four times dreadful night's sleep I've done exactly the same thing. My sleeping bag journey uh, started off with a, a bag that my nan bought me. And um, it was a Outback 500, it was called. Now, it's a similar size to in bulk to that of the sort of standard army issue ones. So a massive, yeah. great big bag. But it was just, it was like a, a duvet. It was roomy. It, I got on really well with it. And it just fell apart. And I'm talking after years of use, like heavy use. Yeah, I yeah. just couldn't... I couldn't save it anymore. I tried stitching in, uh, you know, a, a low-level tog duvet in certain places to try and 
keep it going but it just wasn't having any of it so we parted company unfortunately <laughs> but uh, and I was like right what I need to do is try and find something that's as good as that but what I then needed to do was also reduce the weight because I wasn't just doing you know a couple of miles and then staying in it I was doing 10 miles and then staying in it and I didn't want the weight and then there's so many different options I mean you you, you could spend you know a thousand pound plus on a sleeping bag no problem at all but that that seems excessive if you're only going to go away for maybe five or six weekends in a year or maybe not even that for some people we have this thing where you, you've got to have it's got to be value for money isn't it if anyone says bloody hell you know you spent nearly 300 pound on a sleeping bag i'm like well yeah why why wouldn't you you know I, yeah. because i spent probably 50 quid on on the army bag I, you know i've had a couple of cheaper ones i've had a a Van Gogh, for example, um, as an, yeah, so I've probably spent the same again just on sleeping bags that I've not enjoyed that have weighed too much. And you know, it's fine if you were going to a campsite and you were going to camp on a campsite, get an army bag all day yeah, long. I would agree because you'd you'd spend you can spend more money uh, on your tent and less money on your sleeping bag and get something like that because you can throw it in the back of the car, but yeah. A sleeping bag is not something that I think you should scrimp on. Go in hard. No, on that. that's you, what I say. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna get into camping and like being outside, sort of up on on a hillside somewhere, expensive, because you've only got to have one bad night to not enjoy it, and then yeah. spend several several hours waiting for it to get light so you can pack up and go home because you've had a dreadful night's sleep. And then the next six months regretting it and never doing it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You brought all this kit and what a waste of money because you didn't enjoy it. You didn't enjoy yeah. it because I guess you didn't buy the right kit. But you need to go with an open mind and not just go once. You know, get an yeah. army bag, try it out, see how everything works for you. Get it all set up, spend the night, spend five or whatever it is for a night's camping in somewhere with no electric or anything and and, and try it that way. And then once you know all oh, that, that works for me. If you think, oh, I can carry all that for 10 miles, then go ahead. It's The best training ground is the back garden. I mean, we've, we've and mentioned exactly, it several, several exactly. times, but, you know, I've been in the back garden uh, trying out some lightweight stuff to see what limits it had and whether it was anywhere near the limits that it said it was and it wasn't. So at 2 o'clock in the morning, I've gone, do you know what, stuff this. Just walk back indoors and go to bed. so i'm more stubborn i'd just wait it out till the morning (laughs) and then moan all day because i'm tired i've had a rubbish (laughs) night's sleep yeah exactly exactly you've got to know when you're beaten but you can't do that 10 miles away from home 20 miles away from home when you're out you know if you've driven an hour somewhere and then you've walked 10 miles away from the car set up had an absolute cack night's sleep Mm. and then you know, at three o'clock in the morning, you're not thinking, oh, bloody hell, I need to pack well, all this you, up. Let's not forget, if you've put some effort into getting where you need to get, and I mean physical effort, I'm not just talking about sitting in a car and driving for four hours, you, you, when you actually you're get to sleep. normally too tired not to care. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be pretty horrendous to actually sort of yeah. wake up. And you might wake up with a bit of stiff neck and sore shoulders, but once you get moving, you know, you, you're going to shake that off. Yeah, let's not forget that none of these things, uh, unless the weather is so extreme that it puts your your, your health at risk uh, through exposure, none of these things are really likely to sort of stop you in your tracks. It's just going to mean that you're going to have to have a little period of time where you might not feel like you normally feel when you're sat on a, you know, 
£2,000 Dreams memory foam mattress, of course, because that isn't what you're sleeping on. No, no, you're sleeping on a bit of foam in a bag that probably costs 20 <laughs> quid from Tesco. <laughs> and then exactly. you're questioning your life choices. <laughs> but you, like I say, you've got to start somewhere. Okay, so we've got something to sleep under, sleep in, sleep uh, on. and sleep on. So cooking and drinking, okay? So this is we, where we, so, this is okay, where we fall out. Well, it is. So let's just clarify. <laughs> cooking and drinking, so are we including food in that? So you need to have a, a provision. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that I'm making a couple of assumptions with these five things, actually. One is that you've got something to carry in, be that a car or a caravan or a van or a rucksack. You know, you, yeah. you've got it. You're not you're not going to go walking out with all these things underneath uh, underneath your arms, of course. Bag for um, life, mate. When it breaks, you can go and get a new one. <laughs> <laughs> Couple of camera bags. Jobs have got a four, four tins of Kestrel at bottom. <laughs> Well, yeah, a bag for life, a couple of bags for life would would, would work technically. Um, you know, you could double a, bag them for strength. Well, you, you've got bag for two lives. Yeah, um, two best lifetimes. Sport, best sport you've you got one for spend, the, mate. <laughs> yeah, cooking got, and drinking. I'm just talking about the the mechanism to do it. Not necessarily have you got your super noodles with you, of course, which we all know is the camping staple. But have you got you Steak. know a steak oh, that's the camping good. staple mate that's breakfast anyway go on yeah. carry on I'm about food <laughs> we're, again. We're, we're moving into another podcast which is going to be probably the longest one we're ever going to do which is food but oh, we will mate. save it oh, we will save food. it <laughs> the stove choice in my opinion is going to be the meths stove really cheap and inexpensive and you can get little brass burners for what, about six pounds and they do do the job they're not always 100 percent leak proof and some of them you know take a little while to get going you've got to be a little patient but that's that would be my choice and it's not your choice i know it's not my choice for the point you just mentioned that they leak and <laughs> they're useless <laughs> well yeah uh, no 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 they're not they've got their place Grand, I'll, I'll give you that. I've got one. I don't enjoy it. That's why I don't take it anymore. Um, because it's one of them. You think oh, I'll try that because you, you know you're you're oh meth stove's the future. Meth stove's the future. You gotta get one. Oh, I'll get one. Yeah, I hate it. Oh, how can you hate it? It's so versatile. Yeah, it takes about an hour for a brew, and it's leaked everywhere in my bag, and I just smell like a piss head. <laughs> oh dear. I mean. I don't know. I've got no argument. <laughs> come, come back at that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't. Um, all I can ask is where you're going. You know, where? What's your choice then? Right, gas stove, and that's gas stove only because if I'm out and it's not my land, I don't like having a fire. But again, if I've just agreed, yeah, done a good bloody walk with twelve, fifteen kilos on the back. I don't want to be fannying around trying to make fire. I just, I just want to literally get on with it. Chuck some water in a pot, and in a, in about two minutes' time, it's now on a rolling boil, and I've got some sachets that I can just go done. That's it. I've got a hot drink. Yeah, I'm all right. I can, I can sit yeah. for ten minutes, have a hot drink, and then plan what I'm going to eat. 
or while my drinks no, are falling down, I can set my tent up. I can, you know, and even if all right, I'm stopping halfway, it's you know, a bit five miles, right? Let's have a break, let's have half hour, let's have you know, a bite to eat, a few snacks or whatever. Coffee, yeah, right, two minutes then, get some water out, get my pot out, done. That's it. It's, it's, it's yeah, I mean, that is where. The, for me, where they come really into their own is when you, you, you're stopping for a tea break or a lunch break or something, and they are really quick and fast. Now, I mean, I personally prefer the fact that, that meths is well, you've, plant derivative. Yeah, you've got you know, a bit more of an it, environmental more sustainable. impact. Yes, yeah, that's your viewpoint. Uh, and I respect that. I, I do I'm respect not it. I'm not an eco-warrior by any stretch. It's just, to me, a much more sustainable method of doing something. That's all. Well, it's actually very cheap. It's cheaper than gas canisters. It's not as cheap as lighting a fire or having a twig stove. But here's where I cross over, because I carry a twig stove with a meths burner. So if I run out of meths, I then just light a twig stove, and that's a very small contained fire, which is barely visible, even if you have a, a little fire guard, fire surround around it, windshield. And um, that way... If you do run out of your fuel, you're not totally stuffed. Yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with you there. You've got a valid point taking a twig stove with you. And to be fair, we've used that twig stove when we we wild camped in Wales. And, 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 yeah, we did. Yeah, and, and well, it was absolutely chucking it down. And it's fast. It was one of the, it's one of the, one of the worst wettest nights. Wettest nights. Wettest, yeah. I've, I've ever experienced. I mean, I, we, we were nursing a flame that was probably not much bigger than a tea light. And I'm frantically trying to find bits of wood that aren't, well, everything was soaked. I'm frantically just trying to chop bits up to keep feeding you. And you're like, quick, more, more. All right, there, <laughs> you might as well have just had a whip and been cracking me with it, you know. <laughs> and this, and what was you trying to cook? Sausages? And yeah, we were, yeah, yeah. we were doing sausages. Yeah, and yeah. it just, it probably yeah. took an hour. <laughs> And now, ladies and yeah, gentlemen, probably more. You, you can understand why I just have a gas stove. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, chuck it down. That was... And that's it. I mean, that... <laughs> that tests your metal, you know? That tests your yeah, it imagination. It tests, it, it tests your steel. But you do, need to, you do need to be prepared to work for yeah. it. Um, and it's not always the best thing when, you, when you're knackered because you don't make the smartest choices when you're done in or you're cold or you're wet or you're hungry even. You know, a lot of people make some pretty dumb decisions when, they're, when yeah. they've got all of those. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there's factors that cloud your ju- judgment and you could whip the knife out, start chopping a bit of wood and before you know it, the end of your thumb's gone or, you know, you've just sliced That's yourself. Very true. Or this, That's very you true. You know, and this is another reason why if I'm, if I'm hiking and camping and, and, putting some miles in I'm not I don't I, I'll i take a knife but only for sort of if I needed to cut say a bit of guy line or for emergency purposes and I'm not talking about oh there might be an animal I might have to kill it or something you know you know like oh there's a mm-hmm. bear you know you know no, nothing like that because that's you know that's never going to happen um, you, you you wouldn't bother anyway would you just wrestle yeah, it just wrestle it mate yeah just take the kit off and uh, roll your sleeves up and yeah Lamp. Yeah, <laughs> come here. <laughs> I'm going to wear you. <laughs> Before we know it, mate, I'm doing Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> In the Revenant, is it? Whatever it is. <laughs> wearing a, casually wearing a bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that probably, that bear skin probably weighs less than that standard army issue rucksack, uh, sleeping bag. Probably, yeah, so, and you'd probably be warmer uh, as well. 
It'd be a lot of yeah, work for sure. But no, there's 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 certain things that, that I do and don't do depending on the situation. And like I say, if I'm going on a ten mile, I'll just pat my pen knife. For, it's got a little screwdriver on it. You know, there's a corkscrew. There's it's got a few bits and important. Yeah, it's got tweezers and stuff like that on it. So there's there's well, corkscrew is definitely important. Um, but you know, it's got quite a few things on it that make may or may not come in handy. The weight really is insignificant. So, but yeah. again, back to the gas stove, it takes two minutes to boil some water. And if we're going to be talking brands... It's lighter. It's lighter as well. Well, se- got, 70 small, grams. Small gas canister. Yeah. For, yeah. The, for the actual burner head, which is titanium and other bits and pieces. And it comes in its own fancy little box. It doesn't... It weighs next to nothing, really. And then... They're not. They're not expensive. Either. No, and then your gas canister. Okay, you might get three hundred grams, two hundred and forty grams, something like that. So combine the two. You know. Do you take one or two? Do you have a duty on and duty off? Uh, or what do you? What do you do if you're halfway, three quarters of the way through one? Oh, just get get another, I guess. But to be fair, I've been quite fortunate in in the fact that I tend to be near enough out, and then I'll just mess and keep it for in the garden. You know, if there's just a little bit left, I, I was just, I'm just playing devil's advocate there because I've never run out of twigs, and that's all I'm saying. <laughs> but you can run out of gas. Bean camping, the camping and outdoors podcast. I also have the firebox stove. Now that too is excellent. It's really small, a doddle to put together. I think that's, like you say, a merit of it. But for me, and this again boils back to, if I'm doing 10 miles, I don't want to be fannying about. I just want something that's going to give me a hot drink and cook my dinner and will last me a few days. And that's that's probably about as much as you're going to get out of gas. Like you say, there's okay, you, you can recycle the, the canister and, and that's fine. But once that gas is gone, it's effectively gone. It doesn't exist. It ceases to be, be gas. I mean, there are other choices with stoves. Um, there's there's quite a lot of choices, actually, and you could take any number of them. There's no right or wrong. That really is a personal preference. Well, I suppose all of this is a personal well, it preference. Is. But uh, yeah, it is. We haven't discussed the other basic sort of cook-drink items, which, of course, knife, fork. Um, I don't carry a knife because I have a pen knife on me. Uh, I do carry a fork, and that just has to be my spoon and that's just it i have a plate a plastic plate nothing fancy and i have some device to drink out of yeah all. just just a cup plastic just a plastic cup, 50p yeah. the supermarket doesn't matter got you one know, of those like just, thermal the, fold, ones the little whatever. folding cups are good yeah yeah i don't i don't bother about that because it never lasts long enough so the, the folding ones i've got one of those little the swedish design ones can't remember what they're called they they sort of nest away quite nicely but eventually, of course, your your kit turns into its own little condensed unit where you, you have some kind of bag and everything is in it. And it's all laid in nicely and it all squeezes in and it's a very compact little unit. That is kind of how it evolves yeah, well, for most people. You know, you look at the, like, I've got, like, my mesh burn is part of the Trangia kit. And that's a self-contained cook station, effectively. You've got, yeah. it all. Very it's, reliable. It is reliable. And don't get me wrong, I don't not. Bulletproof. Yeah. It, everything's made out of alley, you know. It'll, it'll, everything slots, pushes together. Drop your mess stove in, and it, it, it creates its own. You know, there's air vents on it. It's really and it is, and you've got like a, yeah. a 
plate come frying. Well, you use the lid as a plate because that's what I was doing. Then, you know, you've got a bowl and it all drops and folds into each other in, in its own self-contained kit. And I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying they're bad. They're not. They're, they're really good. But if you want speed, for me, it always comes back to gas stove. I want it quick. I want it now. So it's, it's gas. And mm-hmm. if you're not so bothered about gas, then yeah, get, get a transit, get a meth stove, get, get a so firebox. It, it, unless unless you're going to spend like a hundred plus pounds on a jet boil that comes with its own device for sort of boiling water of course you're going to need some metal container of which you're going to boil water if you want a cup of tea i've yeah. got my titanium pot that we got from the she got one as well actually it's bushcraft yeah, show, bushcraft it? show. i've got yeah tbs yeah, one i believe yeah I tbs that's they're yeah. really good they're, very reason, very reasonable price for what. Um, my gas stove drops into that, and it, it's all self-contained in its own little hanging basket. Um, yeah, that is that is quite neat. Yeah, that is quite a very compact little. Now, I also have a, and this is for this is like an old, old bugger crap moment. I've got a, you know, like you can get coffee in the metal tins with the plastic lid. Yeah, yeah, that's my waterproof fire kit, and in that I've got matches. I've got some King Alfred cake. I've got yeah. uh, what else have I got? I've got some birch bark paper in there. I've got some fat wood, some cotton with Vaseline on in a, in a mm-hmm. sealed in its own little packet. That is my well. That's my basically fire lighting kit as tin basically pouch. yes, mate. All in all in its own little tin. I, I pretty much take that whenever I go camping, actually. Yeah, I must admit, I have a little waxed cotton canvas pouch that I take, and that's got a fire steel, it's got a lighter in it, and it's got various different ways of starting yeah. fire, from a bit of old bike inner tube, as you say, birch bark, to Vaseline cotton balls is, is a favourite. Well, it's easy, I've mate. Never you can't, not yeah, you can't a fire. go wrong with that. It's just bang, done. There you go. Cost you tuppence, and it never, it's never failed yeah. me yet, um, even in wet weather, actually. So, well, uh, we've got, we've now got all the, we've got, we've got a choice of stove. We've got something to eat on a plate. We've got a device for boiling some water. So some think metal essentially, uh, and a utensil for eating with, and that is, that's about well, it's it. five things, really? but with a few sort of caveats in there as, you know, means of cooking. Yeah. Well, that's going to include food, water, utensils and a pot to cook with. I've got one other suggestion that I'd like to throw in there, which is uh, a way uh, of sterilising water. Yeah, okay. Okay, throw, throw it out. Is this, is this your I, number five, is it? or No, this isn't my number five. This comes in with my cook and drink kit because I obviously take, well, maybe not obviously, I don't know, some people don't take as much as others, but I take water with me from home wherever I'm going, even if I know there is or isn't a, a source there. What I also take, though, is a Soya mini filter. And, I mean, they're 25, 30 grams, I think. Yes. Like yeah, I've got tiny, one, yeah. tiny little things. And as long as you don't get them frozen, you know, you can drink pond well, water. It's not the nicest, I've got to say. filter but... out cholera, E. coli. So a ridic- ridiculous level of filtering on them. Salmonella. Yeah. I, I, I just filters it all out. However... I still boil, but I still you'd still boil, boil it afterwards. afterwards. Yeah, but if you're in a pinch and you thought, yeah. oh, "Bloody hell, I'm, I've run out of water and, I, and I'm dead thirsty," one of these, how small it is and how insignificant it is, it's worth taking one. 
just in case yeah. you get caught out. Yeah. Because you've got to remember that's one of the most important elements. And it, it won't, they don't, re, they don't make ditch water taste nice because ditch water tastes yeah. rank. It always will do as far as I'm concerned, but at least you're not going to have the next four days with crippling stomach well, cramps. More than that, mate. Uh, ditch you know. water's going to go in and it's going to come right. out of ditch water. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, exactly. I'm exactly. throwing it out there. I've drank a lot of water <laughs> without a, a soy mini filter, to be fair. And touch wood, I've never had an upset stomach, but I think that's probably more the water I, that I drink. I've done it when I was younger. Uh, the older I get, the more precious I am about not spending four days sat over a toilet and my head down the sink. Well, I just think you need to live a little, mate. To be honest, I... well, I'm quite, I'm quite capable of doing that with my fifth one, which is beer. No, I don't, I need, see, a, I don't mm, need rank water to see. Our means of cooking, food and drink. Beer's coming for me. Beer's coming with it within that category. Mm-hmm. That's. It's not very often I go on a very long walk without taking a can. Well, of beer, you've got to that. walk and drink at the same time. That's that's the real trick to it. Yeah. I mean, if you're going somewhere that's even moderately civilized, of course, you just end up walking from pub to pub, and that's perfectly acceptable. Well, we However, did that the other week, stopped for dinner and had three three pints, and then carried on. <laughs> that's just a, <laughs> you do. That's just a wet yeah, the whistle. Like, oh, this, stop for a bit. Yeah, go on then. Three pints later and... It's thirsty work. Rehydrated. Bean Camping, the Camping and Outdoors podcast. My fifth item, actually, would be a first aid kit. That's that's exactly what mine would be. I rank a first... And this is going to be... I mean, this is blasphemous for me, really, but I rank a first aid kit above beer in the... I make sure there's one in the park. Yeah. No, it has to be. There ain't no point being out somewhere where you get into trouble and uh, it's going to be a miserable. Now, look, it's only going to get you so far. You know, let's be honest. First and foremost, if you've got a first aid kit and you don't know how to use it or what's in it, then it's of no use no. whatsoever. It's like having a map map without a compass or even well, a map I with a compass. Well, I don't have a compass because I can read a map. Controversial. Yeah, I just, I understand landmarks. So to be fair, I haven't really been anywhere that's 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 required a compass. If, if I'm honest with you, no. You start getting to some areas of England, and some of the moorlands become particularly bleak. Uh, and when the fog comes down or what have you, then you can't really see in front of you, and you can't see your, your waypoints, and then you you're a bit stuck, really. But that uh, I'm moving yeah. off piece. You're 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 totally right. Um, mine's a first aid kit as well in actual fact it's the one thing that i take with me mine's customized wherever if yeah even if we go out for the day with the kids i have one and it it ranges it's got all the standard stuff it's got a few things to deal with uh sprained ankle like if if someone falls over and has got a a shin bone poking out well my first aid kit isn't going to help much. (laughs) i'll chuck chuck a bit of savlon (laughs) on that you'll be right (laughs) yeah Exactly. If 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 you end up with bee sting or, you know, you have a knife cut to a certain level, I'm not talking about one that, that cuts through a major artery and you bleed out in two minutes because I don't no, have any like, Israeli, Israeli compression bandages or anything like that. That's in there. say you goodbye, um, isn't that certain? But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, it, it, is, it is quite basic, but there's there's some hygiene products in there there is a, a toothbrush that's 
just at the end nicked off so I can get it into the pack. Uh, there's one of, like travel toothpaste, that kind of thing. There's sun cream. Um, I've got, you know, a small bottle of sort of like disinfectant type uh, hand sanitizer, yeah. um, which, you know, can also be used as a fire lighter, as most people know, because it's so flammable. Um, I, I do carry that a lot everywhere because, you know, two young kids, kids tend to fall over. They cut themselves, they scrape their knees, they fall into stinging yeah. nettles. Uh, you know, they fall out of trees, they bang their knees. There's cowpole sachets in there. There's all sorts of things. I've even got a little bit of, of uh, the emergency dental uh, sort of treatment that you can put if, you know, fill in, fell out, or you have toothache or something like that. It doesn't take it away completely, but it helps. A lot of pain. That with a load of, yeah, lo- loads of paracetamol and yeah. ibuprofen and a few yeah. antihistamines. So, yeah, pretty much. I mean, well, you've, well, maybe I should uh, nick your kit and... And a mirror. And a mirror. I've got no, I haven't got one of those. That's the... Just to make sure that when I wake up in the morning, I don't have really bad bed. Oh, I wear a hat, mate. That's what, that's what hats are for. No, it's not. It's all I can see. You know, <laughs> if you get something in your eye, then you're stuffed, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've had it before, walking through forests and that, and you, you catch something in your eye, and then you realise you've got like a little, uh, you know, a little a little bit of twig or leaf or something, or, or a fly stuck in it. it is, that happens a lot. Well, I've, I've never well, been... A lot, but enough to warrant. Maybe I should just get a little little mirror or something. Oh, yeah, never never really needed one. Yeah, I mean, you can you can use your camera got, phone. And do a self, selfie. This on your is own. kind of hilarious, really, because I don't I don't tend to like I say I drink I drink sort of like out of streams and stuff like that. And but I I do carry Imodium in my first aid kit because there's there's nothing worse than having that feeling that you are going to cack your pants, actually. So <laughs> I do always, I do always carry, I do always carry, I mean, we've been there before, you know, but I, I do always carry some, just in case. And some diorolite as well. See, I don't, case. because, well, that, that I, I tend to make up with salt and sugar, because bar a few sort yeah, of they're just coming in sachets, don't they? A couple of them. A couple of bandages, plasters, yeah. I've got fly stitches. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. No, I, I, I totally forgot about those. Now, I, I use those more regularly than any normal person should because I'm forever cutting oh, myself. Because you ain't watching what you're doing. Yeah. Well, I don't, I, maybe, maybe. But um, after maybe, I don't know how many times, nine or ten times of cutting my fingers where it needs stitches, I stopped going to A&E. And I now just tend to sort of butterfly stitch it myself and in a pinch i've used yeah super, super glue, glue mate Jumps i'm not recommending it because but it does work in a, yeah if you're um, in a pinch yeah. if you cut yourself bad hold, hold it together and glue it up now mm, yeah and i got we might as well say now it's not no, best practice no 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 definitely not always seek medical yes. attention seek, seek the help of a professional to yeah. two people making a podcast not- that have done stupid things and not learned by their mistakes <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now I have I saw through my thumb with my op- open folding saw, and oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's back, it backwards pouring, isn't it? So I was holding this bit of branch, and yeah. it slipped, and I just sort of went, "Oh man, mm. that yeah, that was butterflies." I've always thought a bit weird with a lot of like the, the sort of Japanese pull saws and things like that. I think that's a bit strange because the first thing that anyone ever teaches you when you pick up a sharp blade yeah. is to cut away from you. And yet they design a saw that cuts yeah. towards you. So I don't really understand. 
think it should be pushed away from me, but I suppose the, the physics of that doesn't really I quite work. Like my oatmeal, but, to be um, honest. It's it's not too I didn't snap it like you. So Yeah. No, I I used it for about three weeks and snapped it and then went over to a silky. And that's that's still going. And my barco I've had maybe I don't know, probably twenty years. No, maybe fifteen years. Fifteen years. That's a couple of new blades on it, but uh, good good swords. Oh, uh, that's what that's what you want. But like, like I say, going back to mm. first aid and that, you can basically buy a first aid kit, strip it all out, and see what you've got. You know, if you're out and about, you ain't going to need like five bandages. You're just not going to need that. Mm-hmm. You're going to need one, maybe two at best, because. Ultimately, if you hurt yourself, if you cut yourself, 99% of what you do is going to be very minor in the scheme of things. You're going to need a plaster. You might need sort of one of those big sort of bandagey plaster things that stick to you and then wax yourself when you rip them off. They're dreadful. I don't know what what they use as a glue, but Jesus Christ. It just take everything with it, including the scabs that have just healed. Now I've got a nice little bowl patch. Reopen the wound again. You know, anyway... So, okay, a couple of them, some butterfly stitches. Yeah. I, I tend to, I don't bother buying boxes of plasters because they're crap. I tend to buy the strips and I keep yep. a pair of scissors yep. in my first aid kit. So if I do cut myself, I can cut a strip and then cut that strip, especially if it's on the th- finger, cut the uh, folds or the flaps, you know, that you're going to bind around yourself. Get it so it's, 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 it's a snugger fit. And, and yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, comfortable, practical, and that's 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 my fifth item. Yeah. Do you want to change your mind, or are and you that's, sti- I mean, we sticking did... with beer? No, <laughs> no, no. I, I'm, mine, mine is the first aid kit, and I'm I'm being flippant when I say beer because mine is the first aid kit. I I, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go. No, hundred percent. I wouldn't. That's that's one of the first things in in the bag. And the end of the day, fun is fun, but you know. Yeah, you get into a medical situation that even doesn't have to be life threatening. We're not talking about those sort of situations, but we're talking about perhaps you, you know, you, you're going out into the hills and you roll roll your ankle over, and you know you're going to have to sit and stay where you are, and you want a couple of paracetamol or ibuprofen and just take the edge off it, and hopefully by the next morning you can carry on or get picked yeah. up and go home. It, it is a bit boring, but you've got to be a bit yeah, practical with it as it's well. It's probably the, the most inexpensive thing that you could want. But I, I know for a fact when you when you haven't got it and you need it, then you join you, know, you just oh maybe need to beep that bit out. <laughs> well put. In a in a nutshell, poetic. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's our five. Probably gone on long enough, I reckon. So we'll leave we we'll leave it there? it there. And I just want to say, if, if anyone wants to send us some feedback suggestions or if they just want a, a mention then you can find us at beancampingpodcast at gmail.com I'll probably yep. be the one replying to that so if it's a bit poetic then uh, I do apologise <laughs> anyone wants to yeah, chip feel in, free shoot, shoot us a line probably give you a shout out and a mention yeah yeah why not yeah be nice to meet you all right then I'll see you on the other side right. Thanks for listening to the Bean Camping Podcast. 